Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and Instagram. Well, I'm delighted to be joined here this evening in Giggles' house as we're waiting to baby's head as Giggles' wife, beautiful wife Jill gave birth to Darren. Was it Wednesday, Giggles? Tuesday. 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 11.42am. Uh, yeah, we'd... Uh we th- he came a few days early. Thanks, Lee. We weren't expecting it, um, but yeah, all delighted. Everyone's doing really, really well, um, and I don't feel too tired, amazingly enough. But uh, just doing all the hard work. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the norm, giggles, for you. But no, fantastic news. Boy number two into the house. You have to make some. I reckon it's a full back line. I don't think. Uh, I think Sean. Two men full forward line. I don't know. I reckon Sean is back. The first baby. Dara came out at eight pounds. Now he's not a full forward man. <laughs> Sean came out at about six pounds thirteen. So Dara will be the primary ball winner. So Dara will be the primary ball. Sean. Maybe the half back line. Maybe midfielder. Maybe half forward. And Sean will be inside. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the way it'll work. Well, Giggles, the week is getting better and better. We'll get on, onto that soon. Obviously, a great win for Waterford over Kilkenny. Baby Dara into the mix on on, on Tuesday. And an Ireland final to look forward to, and Dara coming home tomorrow, so it's all, all looking up. I think you just have to take 2020, you have to take the positives out of it. Trump is gone, so Gary Owen won the sevens, Warford are in an Ireland final, Mayo are in an Ireland semi final, have won Connacht, and my beautiful son Dara is born. Like, you know, if you look at the positives, it's all looking up rosy for giggles. <laughs> <laughs> so, on, on, on this evening's episode, we're going to have a look back, obviously, at the two semi finals, and we've got some other big news with the GA world but obviously our friend Eddie Brennan has uh, got a new job we look at that we've got two football semi-finals that we just quickly touch on but obviously this is our um, preview of the All-Ireland as well Waterford and Limerick which is going to be a fantastic game and Giggles uh, is going to give us his his all-star team today and Sean he's busily doing his own up as we speak there on his phone as usual so he'll have that done probably halfway through the episode he might be with us for the, for the second half of the episode <laughs> um, interestingly enough the plot thickens with the whole Eddie Brennan scenario like Cheddar Plunkett now his right hand man on the, the GAA Hour podcast he's taken he's over now he's been yeah. hot favour to take over he's the taken over job. I he's think taken it's confirmed over. Yeah, yeah. it's confirmed yeah. so the plot thickens further so obviously Woolley leaked it for Cheddar to get in but Eddie Brennan's got himself a nice job there as coach, interestingly enough, not manager. So obviously that's something Eddie's kind of been vocal about, that he loves the coach inside, the management side. He's not too keen on, especially having dealt with the Leash County board. But um, yeah, Eddie Brennan in with the cooler team, um, getting some more experience before himself for Henry, make a coup for Brian Cody, no doubt. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, Henry's Henry's tied up with the Thomastown Intermediate team for next year, so it's an, an interesting move for him given what he's done recently. But, um, yes, Johnny. Well, just one thing we've got to do is, Liam, you're still wearing your Gadea GA top, and where I think the it? bet last year was, or last week, was to wear a war for no Jersey. Problem, no, he, he, wear it, he said he'd wear it for the Ireland final, so he'd wear it for the final. All right, oh, yeah, I thought it for the episode today. Wait, yeah, wear it yeah, I'll wear it for the final. final. No <laughs> I will be roaring for water for next weekend. No, no, no problem. Johnny Fitz won't be happy with you with that comment. Yeah, no problem. I will be shouting off for water. That is 100%. All right, let's get into it. We've got a lot to get through. First, we're going to have a look back at the two All Ireland semi finals. Okay, we had a bumper weekend, All Ireland semi final weekend. It's always a good weekend. Not a good weekend for Kilkenny. Great weekend for Arbor. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll first, we'll have a look at Limerick, Limerick and Galway. Um, I suppose that was the game of the two that we thought, I suppose, had the biggest billing. Mm. Um, just before we came on air there, Giggles, you said you were disappointed with it as, as a game. 
Yeah, it just it felt like there were two teams are maybe afraid to go and win it or something like that. You know, they were very nervous. Every time you thought Limerick were going to kick on, they allowed Galway back into it. Um, not too dissimilar to how they played against Waterford in the Munster final. They never put them to bed, and Waterford obviously got level by three quarter time. Um, so it, it's interesting. I don't think Limerick are playing at full tilt at all this year. Like everyone's lauding them. They beat a clear team by nine points. That Waterford beat by I don't know twelve or thirteen points. They just got over Waterford in the Munster final. We now know that Waterford are a, a lot better team than anyone gave them credit for at the start of the year. And then they, they scraped over Galway, who lost Cahill Mannion after 24 minutes and lost Joe Canning for the, the vital last 10 minutes. So it's 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 you could argue two ways about this. One, Limerick are coming into the other and final, haven't gotten over the line. That's a great sign of a team. Or you could argue that they're just not really hitting form and maybe this system that they're, they're, they're em- employing is very suffocating as opposed to expressive, which is their kind of natural way that they want to be expressive in it. So it's it's hard to know, but I, I felt the game was a very suffocated game. Like twenty seven points to twenty three, right? They got four points in the last in extra time, like basically to get it up to. So it was really twenty three points all at full time. It it just didn't have much of a flow to it in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. you go, Shani. Oh yeah, I, I think yeah, I think I think Limerick didn't never really got got going. They just did enough again but they've been doing that all year, I think. A couple of factors too was like I thought Galway set up very well. I thought the Menion, the Menion positioning in front of Galan worked a treat. Uh, I know I heard some commentary this week, right, saying like that it probably hindered them. But I, I don't think they could have won without doing that anyway. Um, but also the the last of Cahill Menion was pivotal as well. I think in in um, in Limerick being able to get over the line the last few minutes. I think if he was on the field in the last few minutes and probably Joe Canning as well. Could have been a different finish to that. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought they were two probably key mon- moments in that. Yeah, and, and look, talking about giggles, like suffocating, it's interesting, like Limerick, the last few games, especially Limerick's full forward line has always been like their their most liveliest line, i say, in terms of the damage you could do. Like Graham Mulcahy, Casey, or Galan, or Flanning in there. Mulcahy wasn't in the game at all. Like, did not puck a ball at he all. He score and got taken he off. He got yeah. taken off. And, and I had a sitter of a goal. Like, he blocked yeah. down a, a shot from Ian Murphy and... The open goal was there. All he did was pick it up, but he missed the catch from a pickup. He yeah. was, it was funny. Yeah, Flanagan was probably the most dangerous forward ahead. Yeah, he was. Line, like. Yeah, oh, the full forward line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. Galan is obviously went off with that injury, and they've said just yesterday there. Donald O'Grady said that it's fifty-fifty whether he'll be okay yeah. for the other or not. So look, you can imagine he's, they're going to they're going to give him a go, but obviously there's something. He's been playing injured all year, though. Yeah. He's, a, he's a broken finger as well. Um, he had a hamstring injury, uh, so he's he's had a tough time of it. And like Aaron Gillan at ninety percent is obviously still probably better than most lads. But Limerick would love to have Aaron Gillan at one hundred percent, and maybe that's the reason why they're not cutting in for goals. Right. Maybe that's the reason why. Because you, you look at back at all the goals they got over the last couple of years, Gillan with a catch and a goal or a catch and a layoff has been instrumental in all of it. But and they they had space in those games as well. I think people are teams are setting up but much better now in front yeah. of them, and then they're aware of that space and they're aware of that threat of Gillan and, and Mulcahy. And I think like where Galway probably missed out is is actually starting Loftus ahead of Fintan Burke. I thought Fintan Burke would have done a better job there um, than Loftus, and Loftus wasn't bad. Like, but I just. I think there was more. There's more in Fintan Burke the way he was going this year. Like he came on, he got a savage sideline cut after all the sideline cuts. Um, Kenning had put over, yeah. and then he steps up and he he one. I'd say he's just probably further out than any of Joe's ones as well. He was, but they, they got their half back line right in the second half. Fintan yeah. Burke, they got cleaned in the first half. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. cleaned. I think I think between Morrissey, 
and Hegarty they had I think it was I think it was seven or eight points in that first half alone. Lynch, so yeah. eleven in the together yeah. to, across the three of them. Yeah, and, and so from play. Yeah, like you know, yeah. and like like you know you know my love for for uh, Gerard Hegarty like he's he's my like odds on favorite for or um, hurler of the year this year like he's, he's bookies favorites as well. He's yeah. is he? Yeah, he's yeah. phenomenal. Like I mean, Jesus, his game on on Sunday was um was outstanding and like I think he's just poor like yeah. I know he gets on the score sheet as well like but he's worked right up and down that line I mean, the, a lot of people talk about Kyle he has him attacking from half back I'd say Garrod Hegarty if there was a GPS in him I'd say he's there is a, there is a GPS in we're him more, <laughs> we're more grown than um, than any other half hour line like so yeah he's just he's just a standout at the moment in this year's championship for he's me the, and there's a bit of nasty about him as well like I know I, I don't think he, he, did, he like people are saying could, could I don't think so either no he no. was going in to block him and Joe Canning turned the other way and he just he hit him in the back it might have been a yellow card it probably should have been a yellow card to be fair but right. it wasn't a dirty intention no and then, yeah like play, like the best players at the top of their game are on that edge as well like and playing on that edge so I, I don't know I don't think there's any malice in anything but he's look, doing they came down to it at the end right? Evan Nyland came on for Joe Canning and he was amazing he, got, he had an unbelievable yeah. free then he had an unbelievable point from play and then what happened right it got to 23 points all and the 75th minute and we knew we were playing to 79 Limerick got a, a point, right? It was Morrissey got the point, and it was definitely a free out to Galway. Um, it was yeah. Hegarty again, I yeah. think, possibly. Yeah. Nudged some lad in the back. It was blatant, and how James Owen missed it was beyond me. From that puck out then, he hit the ball to Aidan Hart, who gave away a dribbly pass. I don't know who the bo- Aidan Hart was hitting the ball to. And Morrissey cut in again, was it, and got the point? I yeah. can't remember who got that. No, and then from Tom that, Morrissey. Yeah, Tom yeah, Morrissey. Yeah. And then from that puck out... Uh, was this two he was waiting for the ball Hegarty broke in flicked it up and they won a free and that was the win of the game that was Aidan Murphy yeah. He's, yeah. he, he gave away five points from and, and you know missed time puck outs or you know not going to hand and he was back. very shaky against Kilkenny yeah. as well yeah. you know he he just looks over eager yeah. yeah. he's trying to do too much and you know we saw some of those puck outs too he's trying not to do the simple thing yeah. You know, like if you when the game is in the kind of mental pot you're playing against, you can't afford to be turned over puck outs. You just can't. You know, yeah. you might need to go long dog time. It's a 50 50, obviously. But in, in the middle of November, obviously it's in Crow Park. It's not, a, it's a very good surface. But like so many ball, those balls just weren't hitting his target. He's obviously, his radar was off. Yeah. The top three keepers in the country now are, are Quaid, Murphy, and Stephen O'Keefe. And you could see the three of them at the weekend. In the last five to ten minutes, every ball went long. Like, even though Murphy, right? Unless it was an obvious short one, which Waterford did give up a lot of. But they knew that, Jesus, there's too much at risk here. And I have TJ in the half forward line, or I have Jack Fagan in the half forward line, or I have Gerard Haggerty in the half forward line. I can go and puck it down. So maybe Ina Murphy wasn't confident in the ball winning ability of the Galway half forward line, which is unusual because they'd. Joseph Cooney, Joseph Canning, who are big lads, the Conor Whelan coming out. But in the game, actually, now that you mentioned it, Galway like didn't catch any clean puckouts. No. Whereas in all the other te- three teams, whether it was Hegarty or Morrissey, whether it was Jack Fagan or Gleeson, or whether it was TJ or John Donnelly, you know, they all had lads who could win the puckout. Primary possession. Which is, like, it's lovely winning it in your own full backline, but it's amazing winning it on your own 45 and you're setting up an attack. It's the difference. Um, but I just think it was a game that we could find... Very hard to read into because Galway were pretty lackadaisical against Kilkenny not closing the game out. And then they came with a big push. And it was it was just a game that had no real flow to it. Like when we come talking about the Kilkenny Warfare game, it was easy to describe the flows. This one seemed to not have much of a flow, and maybe it was because it was so tactics so tactical. Maybe because there was so much movement of different players. Like Galway came out with a whole new backline pretty much in different positions yeah. in the second half bar Dahi Bark. So it, it is to his to his a funny game. 
it's very hard to read Limerick's form. Obviously, they keep winning games and they haven't lost a game in 2020 yet this year. And they've only one more game to go, kind of like the All Blacks. Watford coming in probably like Ireland in the rugby, hoping they can overturn them in that one last game. And We'll get to that, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, He's yeah, mad to talk about the All-Ireland final. Yeah. Which is fair enough, which is fair enough, which is fair enough. But look, look, I think, look, if you're Galway, after the year, you know, they lost to Ken, like you said, they gave up a lead. Joe Canning, man, you don't go off. It's, you know, what if it was always the big question, but I, I think it would have been right down to the wire with a point either side. I, I, you know, I, the four points kind of flattered Limerick in the end. I think I don't think there was that much in it on the day. No. It was very, very close. There was like a, a good six minute break with Joe as well. I think yeah. you know he was down injured. Thankfully, he was just concussion in the end, and everything's okay on on that side. But uh, the, the one thing I'd say about Limerick, though, and I think this man has to start when we get to our final is Peter Casey. Come on, yeah, he scored two points. He set up three points, and he's he, quality. He caught a puck out. He's paid. I could not believe they didn't start him. And look, what's going to happen in the final is if Galan is fit, Graham Mulcahy is not going to start. It's as simple as that. He's unbelievable. And contrast him with David Reedy, who's you know maybe a little bit more greedy or, or whatever. He went through for the goal, he should have buried it. And then he took a shot for a point when there was Flanagan was outside him. I, I, there is a good bit of competition in the Limerick forward line and it kind of felt like at the end of the game, there was a couple of Limerick players thought they had it done enough and they were looking to get their place for the All-Ireland final as opposed to playing for the team, which you didn't see that with any of the other t- three teams in it. So it's it's very interesting reading into Limerick. I think everyone's hyping them up. Um Everyone was hyping them up, but they haven't hit top form yet. And from a Waterford point of view, we hope they don't hit the top form in Sunday week. But anyway, yeah. So Limerick, Limerick are in. They're there. Um, like you said, un, unbeaten all year, looking looking good. But more to do. We would say probably didn't get it past fourth gear. We'd say against Galway. That's not disrespect to Galway, but they didn't. They weren't in, in full flight. But obviously, the first semi final we saw was was Kilkenny Waterford. We kind of thought this one was going to be 50-50 is what we kind of said. We, I think Giggles, you went for a point or... What did you say? Four points for Waterford. Four points for Waterford. I, <laughs> I, I went for a point for Kilkenny. Shani, what did you tip Kilkenny? No, I went for two points for Waterford. Waterford, yeah. okay. Two Waterford, one Kilkenny. Uh, and look, look... I said it actually. I based my 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 um, prediction on... Austin Gleeson playing well. Yeah, yeah. He did. Austin and he got four points. Yeah. And, and he did. And he kicked. And he kicked in fairness to him. Look, look. Very disappointing as a Kenny supporter, obviously. Especially, look. When I I stayed up. What did I do? I got up to watch it at quarter to five. So did you, Giggles. Yeah. We said best to look. Shiny didn't get up till half five. It was a bit early from getting up quarter to five. <laughs> watched it live. Dream star for Kenny. Seven points up. TJ bangs in that Nine goal. Pints up. Nine points up. Bangs in that goal. I'm like, that goal you know. was savage when he broke onto that. Oh, it was unreal. I was like, we are off to the race here. Half time. Now I'm not skipping a whole half there or anything, but I didn't think, oh, it's over here. No, I never yeah. for a second thought Kenny going to come out now, get another goal in the first few minutes and. Bye bye Waterford. Didn't have that feel about it. Waterford actually had won a lot of primary possession that first half and had shocking wides. Yeah. Like and decision making was so poor that I was like, this they're still well in this. Mm. They just needed to settle and they and as we know they came out and probably had the best quarter we've seen in that in that third quarter just after half time of any team in the championship so far. Yeah. Well Austin Gleason had two terrible wides and Fagan. To con- and Fagan had two Fagan had two, Dylan was brutal. Not like he just he was off like he missed t- three pickups in a row like you know and he was taking off Jamie Barron had a wide I think and was fumbling the ball but go back I think the contrast is right obviously what was said at halftime was obviously influential because in the first half Aston Gleeson got a ball and I think it was Killian Buckley in front of him 
and he shot off the back foot and it went sliced it wide. First ball, second half, got it, turned face Buckley, burnt him down the line, stuck it over the bar off to Hurley. And that was that that was the difference. It was it was a mentality thing. Stephen Bennett said after the game, obviously Watford were just panicky, right? It was like they were nervous in Crow Park, the legs were didn't feel the legs were there, whatever it was, the touch was off. They came out and I suppose when any team hurls like they have nothing to lose, there's an element of that flair. Was it, yeah. And they just felt like I'd say they just they said what are we here? It's all Ireland to be final. Yeah, yeah. What, what it, we got to it lose? wasn't. It was. It wasn't the fact of the wides right now, Dan. It was like they didn't have the confidence to take the shots, yeah. and they didn't want like as you said, Austin Gleeson was on the back foot because he wasn't. An, he wasn't daring enough to take on his man and and then take it by the scruff of the neck and and go past him and get space for himself to put it over. But they were all, all those wides were like that, and if if they converted those those wides, obviously the game was 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 a draw at halftime. So was, yeah. like. And and contrasted it, you know, everyone's talking about the air ability of um, what's his name, the wing far for um, Fagan. 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 They were wiped out in the first half. Kilkenny were cleaning him out. I remember saying, I was talking to Sean Og. He's only five years old, don't. But I was, he was on about Kilkenny. <laughs> he's like, you're right, he, Dad. He was on, he was on about Kilkenny in the first half. Oh, Henry, I love this because Kilkenny are li- winning. But like, I turned around and says like. Kilkenny are wiping out Waterford in the sky. What did Sean say to that? He, he said, "That's right, Dad." <laughs> um, but they were cleaning them out. There was like there was there was no contest at all, and then it was just flipped in the second half. It completely flipped the other way. And we saw this, and it's not worse. And I saw it like to go back to the Kilkenny Dublin game when that momentum in a game of hurling shifts, and all of a sudden this tide comes. You can't stop it. It's just yeah. the worst thing to yeah. watch. Like Kilkenny had, I think, it was a thirteen points or more against Dublin. Yeah, whatever it was, nine points against Warford. Sixteen against Dublin. Sixteen against Dublin. Yeah. And you know, they barely got over the line. I was like, we're not gonna I knew as soon as it started, I was like one, okay, hindsight is great, right? You called it that he was gonna start Richie Hogan, Cody. I was hoping he wouldn't and keep yeah. him in reserve. He started mm. he started Richie, got snuffed out, had no impact on the game. And then when Richie Hogan was called aside, bringing on Colin Fenley, like with respect to Colin, he, he didn't have something different in his armory. You know, he didn't have that bit of, you know, a bit of magic or yeah. To, to shake it up he was another battering ram that hadn't succeeded for the, for the last 20 minutes you know so I've really felt that Kenny shot themselves in the foot there that if Colin hadn't worked out and if Warford saw Richie Hogan come on not that even though Warford could, it could have been something to tip a balance but or a bit of panic there after what he did in Galway yeah. it's Galway anyway yeah. Whereas they, they snuffed him out after 40 minutes in they were like geez we're home and host here we know what Colin Fenley's going to do physically we're not worried about him yeah. you know what I mean and I kind of felt Kenny Walter came in he did okay Kilkenny had nothing to offer off the bench. took off Martin Cohen at, after training. Yeah, I tell you, I, d- I, didn't, I didn't get that. I couldn't figure I, it out. I, I, didn't get, I, was, I was surprised he at that one. Yeah, he was good. He was good. But look, Kilkenny's big problem was midfield. They had kind of hobbled through the Leinster Championship, got away with it. Mm. Massive weak point and got You've found, out, got found yeah. out badly. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we Especially know... Especially with Montgomery coming on for Waterford. Oh, he yeah. was a live one. Yeah, yeah. Like, Jake won't start the final. Like, he won't. Jake did no. And You had been calling him out for a while. To be fair, like, he, he's he's an older guy like, and he's always played in the forwards, the corner forward, and he's played in that two-man for forward. Yeah. He played centre-back this year for Dela Salle, which is weird, and they put Kevin Moore up wing forward for the Dela Salle club. But... He he just doesn't like Jamie Barron is what you want in midfield or yeah. or a, or a fucking live wire like Shane Bennett or someone like that. But Jake, I think he's just he's just he he doesn't he doesn't have the legs for intercounty at the moment. But Cahill seemed to like him. We can't question Liam Cahill at all. I don't know if he's the Messiah at the moment. So um, it, it 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 was if we go to the second half though, like I think 
first of all, before we go into it, Stephen Stephen Bennett, he was the one man Liam calling you out. You said you take out of the hurler of the year. Oh, he's top, he's in the top three after oh, the weekend. Lads, yeah. the point in the first half where he sold it the whole field. Oh, it's unbelievable. Like, and then he, the, he flicked the ball. He I didn't saw the injury yeah. with Paddy Deegan. He burnt him for one yeah. point. Then he flicked it over his head in the second half and scored a point off him. And but that point he got in the first half was a massive point because Waterford weren't going well. Yeah, yeah. But he put on the burners and he never faded. He only got faster. Obviously, Kenny players dropped off a bit. It looks like that, but he was just. I was like, "Oh my god, he is just." And the goal he got in the second half, the, you know, Michael Dignan, the touchdown in the commentary was, like, he was hooked. Five lads around him. He was done. Man. Like Kenny had done everything right in that situation. Got him into the space where he had to drop the ball. Yeah. Next minute, he whatever way he shortened it and dropped the ball and pulled bottom corner. It was an unbelievable goal. The, th- the thing about Stephen Bennett, and I think he's he's. If you're not from Waterford, you won't know him, right? As as well as as Waterford. Four hip operations. But when he was 15 years of age, he started minor against Tipperary and Waterford bet Tipperary. He scored three three from Corner Far as a 15 year old. He's been playing for Lismore's Blackwater Community School in Harty Cup. Bally Sagard probably seniors or intermediates when he was 15, 16 as well. And Sean said there, 17 years of age when he was under 17, not before the year minor, gets the first two hip operations done. Missed the first round of the minor when he was up to the age and then came back in and played and he was their main guy with Curran in the full forward and he was amazing. Then made his senior debut the following year for Waterford down at Wexford Park against Wexford. Came on as an 18, 19 year old. Following year, another two hip operations. And I think for the last few years, whatever's got, like he hasn't been as fit as he is now. Like, he said to him, he said in the interview afterwards, we knew we had the legs. I would have never put Stephen Bennett in the last few years down as a man who knew he had it in the legs. But when you saw when he did that 70, 80 yard run for the point, he three quarter paced it back out like yeah. he was Brian Fenton yeah. for the Dublin footballers. Do you know what I mean? He, yeah, yeah. The fitness levels they're at is huge and I know, I know they've got a sprint trainer, this guy Martin Bennett is down yeah. working with them. They, Daisy Hutchinson obviously is, is, is a quality professional footballer so he has it and they, they talk and they learn from him but they're just they're 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 in a different league to where they were for the last five six like even the twenty seventeen team when you compare it to this team, uh, it it's, it's a way different. better it's a way better team. It's more attacking. Yeah, it's more attacking, and I think they more honest. The more honest, the more physicality, and I think there's endurance there. Like that just showed the whole way through in that Kilkenny match. They never wavered. They had the purple patch for the full thirty five minutes. Yeah. Kilkenny hung in there. To be fair to them, they did. Even yeah. like the, 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 you know up until. Austin Gleeson got that point to put the four points yeah. up. I didn't think Kenny were going to get the goal. You always, you know, they're hanging in there. They could pull something out, but they just didn't look like they were going to get it. Did, I had I had twenty sixteen in the back of my memory. You know, Walford up by four points with a minute to go, and Walter scores yeah. one one. And I was thinking, get the second four point, and then Jamie Barron with him two minutes to go break through the middle, and this maybe is their attitude as well. He was going for the fucking goal. I was like, will you put it over yeah. the bar to go for? Next thing, ball into um, the lad from Dungarvan came on, Curran. And instead of just tapping it over the bar, he went to go for goal first, then realised he was two on one and then shot it wide off the back foot. I was like, oh Jesus, if Kilkenny win this. She does a video of me, it's probably hilarious. And then Gleeson chased out Killian Buckley, tapped it off his hurley, ball turned over. Gleeson gets it back and he can barely breathe because he's after doing so much work, but he drives it over the bar and I knew that was it. Yeah, we were, we were yeah it was four points. Yeah, it was you know, home and hose. And look, look, worthy winners. I, I like. I don't think you can have any any person can have any complaints. Just devastated, I suppose, at the, the nature of the second half performance based on the first half performance. Where yeah, Walford didn't trouble. Kenny actually did quite well. They they you go in seven points up. You're yeah. you're fairly happy. You they know, did the, the Kilkenny and Kilkenny. Really they out Kilkenny, Kilkenny. Yeah, yeah, they came out and they absolutely and and, and they blasted them. Look, blitzed them to work rate and everything. Hundred percent. And 
interesting people. I got a couple of messages in saying on this week's episode, we have to have a serious chat about Brian Cody. Will he, should he go now? You know, but he's not going to go now with the championship around the corner in six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, but yeah. I suppose, I, I, like you know, of all the times and and the year that it's been and what's happened just there, you know, is it a time for him to? I not, I wouldn't advocate for him to go at all. I'd be more than happy to see him come back. But I can see this is probably the most natural window now. I tell you, you when I when I said to you. Kenny would have been happy with a Leinster title and an All-Ireland semi-final you would have said yes at the start of the year and I know you think about All-Ireland and all that but if you look at the, maybe the six backs that are there right now like Park Welch is on the road a long time now like I think he's probably the best of the six Killian he's Buckley's actually not on the road that long though Killian Buckley he's on, he was on the team in 2012 like 2012 is 8 years ago now in an inter-county like it doesn't see like, I don't think he was on in 2012 I wouldn't guard him being on I don't the road think he was on in 2012 giggles. okay Killian he Buckley was, was Kingsley Killian Buckley was, was on in 2012 going yeah. forward his yeah. injuries are killing him and then you have Paddy Deegan who was probably found out a little bit at the weekend he's not good enough, he's not good enough out the field he's cornerback I, I, I yeah he'd I be a good cornerback yeah possibly but Delaney was probably the only back that kind of looked Comfortable Delaney did a great job On Desi Hutchinson yeah. To be fair to him yeah. Like I he played him From the front When Desi Hutchinson Has a yard on him For pace yeah. Like he does So uh, it, it's interesting I, I think And then you go up To the forward and you, and you look around Like Mullen has to come back Cody's going to be A, a bright spark yeah. Right But without TJ They don't have a ticker At all no, like 100%. You, And they haven't won Under ages At minor and 21 In a long time I'd, I'd be right in saying that yeah. Wouldn't I Like you go back to Like Obviously, you had the Henry and the Eddie Brennans and all them coming through, but then you had that crap with Chad, Richie, Richie Power, Power. Yeah. Go on, Tennyson, the whole yeah. lot of them. And they came through and they brought it right up to 2011, say, 2012. And then 13 Clare happened and everyone talked to Kenny were gone because Waterford nearly bet them with a poor Waterford team. Cork knocked them out and you were disgusted with that. And then you got two All Ireland's in 14 15, out of nowhere. And then you got, in t- in like you talk about getting rid of Cody, like I think it's a terrible call, but anyway, you got a league title in 20. 19, was it, or 2018? 2017. No, it was more, it was close 2018, because the Kenny team came out that, yeah. that November. Got to the All-Ireland final last year, and only for Richie. And 2016 as up, well. Sticking up, yeah. 2016 was a bit of an, yeah, got to the All-Ireland final. Cover three and row. won the Leinster in, in um, 2020, with, you would argue, put them down on paper against a Galway, or a Tipperary, or a Limerick, and they shouldn't be getting anywhere near them. So... Take Brian Cody out for all you want for as a Waterford person because I think uh, you'll struggle and if Eddie Brennan and, and, and Shefflin were cute and I think they are and they'll be looking on they'll be thinking well I wouldn't mind Adrian Mullen and Cody and these boys having an extra having an extra year going through the doldrums before I come in and take over because I think there might be a bit of a downturn in Kilkenny for the next year or two Yeah look I, I be honest with you that Kilkenny team looking back compared to other Kilkenny teams is an average Kilkenny team like as you just said on paper it is mm-hmm. I thought Cody has got the maximum out of those guys. A lot of them didn't play well on the weekend, didn't get the maximum out on Sunday. Um, but I don't think they are a top three team in the country. I thought they were, my top three I thought were, were Galway, Limerick and Tip. Kilkenny were an outside chance. And then we have, we have a, it was Galway, Limerick, Kilkenny and Waterford were the, were the, were the final four. And then we have a, a Waterford, Limerick final. So, uh, yeah, I, I, you're, you're right in saying, Win an Leinster, get to the Ireland final, you have that, but you're never happy with that when you want to win an Ireland final. Like, Kenny would be like to win a Leinster, definitely, but it doesn't mean any shit, to be honest. Like, you want to win an Ireland final. Like, it's it's as simple as that. I, I think it would have meant a lot, though, to some of those players who didn't have a Leinster medal and didn't win anything in their Kenny career because they haven't won anything since 2015 other than National Leagues. Yeah, it would have meant something for them, but yeah. it's not. I don't. It's not going to be anything to be celebrated over the winter. Yeah. Maybe. You know, it's, yeah. it's just not. No, what. 
the mentality is there. Like they, they, it's ever well done, lads. But it's you know you want to be winning, want to be winning Lee McCarthy. But look, they're not there. Waterford there. There's no complaints on, on that front. I I wouldn't be looking for Cody to go personally, but there, actually, Kenny fans are a fickle, a fickle bunch, and uh, he won't go though. Uh, I know, he, yeah. but you just you just don't know the year that it's been. He's on the road a long time as well. I don't think he will either. But if something came through, it wouldn't shock me if is he there, went. Is there any news on the DJ and why DJ wasn't around? Don't know. We I don't, don't know. know now, oh yeah, the other thing to quickly touch on was the rumor about the bus stop in yeah, Dresden after. I was going to ask you about that. So obviously there was the WhatsApp message you got giggles, which yeah. is. Completely ridiculous that was going on. I got that Shani too. got that too. I was waiting to hold it for here and just <laughs> blow yeah. it up here in front of you. But look, I'd say no smoke without fire. I, I've heard that there was a bus stop, but I would say the nature of the bus stop was I would say Colin Felly had a go at Cody for being dropped. I wouldn't be surprised about that. He didn't touch a ball in the second half. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know, but I'd say he would have had a go at him about it. Oh, yeah. This thing about Brian Cody coming in called Richie Hogan, that was a lazy performance. That didn't happen. Yeah, like, there's I, no I, way yeah, a manager comes in after yeah. losing one in the semi final has a I go at play, so. one player personally. A bit of in that one. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think there's any truth to that, but I would not be surprised Colin Fenley is a fairly headstrong fella, has serious opinions of himself, was the captain, was got to have been taken off against Galway, hadn't played well and then to be dropped and then yeah. the results would be I wouldn't be surprised if he said something. But okay, you know, that happens in every dressing room. Yeah. But bust up is probably I don't think there would have been fisty cuffs or like that, but he probably he might he might have fucking had a few words a of few course. words, yeah. Yeah. So but look, there's something there I'd say, but uh yeah, he's not gonna come out on top of that one anyway. Uh, but yeah, look, that's that we have our all fine pairing, yes. Is there a crisis in Kilkenny at the moment that they have an all earned in four or five years? Well look, I think if you look back 93 to 2000 was seven years and that was considered a very, very long time for Kilkenny to go without winning one. It's five years now. Kilkenny wouldn't like it creeping in any further than that. Does What's the prognosis for next year? They're going to be up against it again. They're probably third, fourth team in the country again. Yeah. You know, and they need a bit of luck might get to an Ireland final, but crisis, no, given the crop of players that they have, I mm. would say. Given who's there, that's where they're realistically out of that bunch. If it was if it was a Kenny team of twenty fourteen and that was the results they were getting, that's a crisis because yeah. they're not yeah. delivering. I, I, I think I think John Milan always talks because we're going to be playing the boys with their stripy jerseys, you know, <laughs> and, and it's that aura <laughs> with the Kilkenny team, and I think that's worth five or six points to Kilkenny still. Yeah, and it's not long before that gets waned away. Just ask anyone from Cork. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Was there ever like Kilkenny have always had that? But I don't think was there an aura about the red jersey. I'd say there was in Munster now if you were playing car- <laughs> I don't know there not, not, not anymore a, a hist- no not, not anymore. anymore that's not right anymore. not yeah. anymore but the history yeah. there was yeah. absolutely yeah. but if you look like look, like you just said if you look at Kilkenny there like Limerick you know, Limerick back Galway there by four points you know Kilkenny back you know this team like, I don't think there was that in, and Waterford won by four points yeah. is it a Kilkenny didn't go out and lose by ten points to Waterford they got yeah. blitz in the second half yeah. but, but equally Kilkenny had probably didn't put enough on the board in the first half so it's like I don't know is it a crisis Waterford were the, were the better team no I'm just saying the lack of all Ireland's like they'll be you know yeah with, five with years so long time. Won, like, we've, yeah. we've enough talking about Kenny they're the team that lasts remember yeah yeah, yeah that, that, 100%, 100%. I, th- I think though as well like you know back in that like I mean and we're on about Austin Gleeson like showing up really in the second half but like his first half was pretty pretty poor like I mean so that's another positive going to the All-Ireland final like there's he's growing every single game he's growing keep confidence. that for the next segment keep that you know, for the next segment and, but like he was he was I thought he was poor in the first half and 
He was, whatever, he was lacking confidence. He was definitely yeah, lacking confidence. Whatever happened in the second yeah. half, he was a new man. And but it's like you anything. see every every puck out he won or every ball he won or every score he, grew he got. He grew into it. Just like, grew and, grew, yeah. and at the finish there, when you're saying about him flicking off um, from Killian Buckley, like that right on the line. Like you knew you knew in the minute the ball in his hand, this is going off. Right, yeah. yeah. It was a beautiful strike yeah. the way he struck it over yeah. off his left as well. Yeah. Right. Next segment. Giggles Corner slash... Shawnee's giving his opinion too. Shawnee's giving his opinion too <laughs> on, on uh, the All-Star and I, and, I, and I critique all selections. Here we go. They nearly lost Eric McGrath. Jeez. Very early doors. They nearly lost him. And basically, Tom Clear has a fucking Scooby-Doo. And like, unfortunately, look, Peter O'Neill, the two of them, they're sales reps. They're not like I. I think Derry Kent. I, I. I personally, you may have gathered. I'm not a fan, a fan of David Gibson on a personal level, but what he has done. As a Scooby Doo, um, All Star Team giggles. Will I go first, Sean? Do you want to go? You go first because I'm struggling. No, for let, the let, back let, and the forward. Let then. Giggles give his fifteen. Right, this is where we normally do this. Giggles give his fifteen, and you pull in your ones then. Right. right. Shawnee just, just said to me there This is a hard team to pick actually And it is a hard team to pick But anyway So far and There's the no Cork lads in it though just There's no clear. Cork yeah, lads right. There is mine Yeah There can't um, be Shawnee There can't be any Cork There's only one Cork the, man the, um, That's wrong music Whoa, Go ahead the, It'd be interesting There's there's a lot of Limerick and Waterford in there actually And then, like The other in final Why is not 15 Waterford But anyway In goal I'm going to go for The one man who hasn't made any mistakes this year Uh so far, hopefully he'll make a load in the final, right? Is Nicky Quaid? I think his puck out strategy is key for Limerick. I think Stephen O'Keefe has had some great moments. Owen Murphy's had some great moments. Dana Murphy's had some great moments, but they've also had a few. Dana Murphy, no way. He's not in the mix. They, no. they also had a few big mistakes, right? So I've put uh, Nicky Quaid in the goals. Uh, a full backline of Dahi Burke, Dan Morrissey, and Sean Finn, right? And I think Dahi Burke and Sean Finn picked themselves. I think Limerick were really questioning what was going to happen with Casey going. And I think Dan Morrissey, he's huge physique of a man. Huge. He, he's not the most skillful fella, right? And he would have been, you know, I, I would have questioned him that half-back line with Limerick. Like, is he really, do you know, would Paddy Lachlan be better yeah. off back there? With Paddy Lachlan's the same. He goes him, though. Yeah. I think he's not skillful but either. But Morrissey has been brilliant back there. I, I think Limerick have conceded three goals in four games. They have a two clean sheets. They're coming up against wrong. a big fight. He does, he does nothing, nothing wrong. wrong. No. Exactly. Yeah, nothing and, he's wrong, so yeah. and that's why you wanted a full back. You don't yeah. want to see him. Yeah, you don't want to see him. So I, w- I was tying around with putting someone else back there. What should he show I'm just team? showing the team that okay, I picked already. Right. So Dahi Bork. He's just typing as you're calling him. Dahi Bork. I have it. Dan Morrissey. Sean Finn. Sean Finn's picks him like. Desi flicked the ball over Sean Finn's head and he had to want to see him for the rest of the game. Like, But anyway, half back line. I think this picks itself, lads. I think actually there's one big omission. This was actually hard. But I've gone for Callum Lyons. Really young athletic Waterford player. I've got Tyke Deborka and I've gone for Kyle Hayes. Yeah, that's fine. You have to have but, Kyle Hayes in there. But I would say Diarmuid Burns is very unlucky. And I was thinking about shoving Diarmuid Burns back into the full back line. I knew Shawnee gave out to me for that, yeah. so I didn't do it. <sighs> Look, Diarmuid Burns, right? He's, he's an excellent wing back, and he has a, like he's some excellent points, some long range striking. But as a defender, I don't. As a defender, yeah. I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know. If you were if you were told you're a corner forward or a wing forward, would give you two or three points yeah. a game. You'd be delighted with him. Yeah. Imagine if you're told you're wing back, he'd give you two or three points a game, and he gets it. So yeah. I think Diarmuid Burns is unlucky there, but I think Callum Lyons, Deborka, and Kyle Hayes, lads. 
Kyle Hayes is a monster. He's so He even fit. looks more more fit a wing yeah. back than he did a centre forward, doesn't he? Because the, the length of the field he can run. Yeah, and then we'll talk about it. If we get Austin Gleeson out on Kyle Hayes for some period of the All Ireland final, won't that be a serious matchup yeah, if Austin Gleeson's in confident form? Anyway, midfield, I've gone for the two little maestros. Uh, Keen Lynch and Jamie Barron like wouldn't you love to play in the far mm. line if those two boys were midfield uh, Sean is shaking his uh, head here uh, Willow Dunhu is probably a man I'd say have Willow Dunhu in I, have, I have Willow Dunhu and Tony Kelly as two midfielders I, I, well Tony Kelly didn't start any game Sean now so you're breaking your own rules there he didn't well, start any game midfield Anyway, right, we'll come I back had to that. in the half far line I yeah. moved back to midfield because I thought he was you starting moved back midfield. there while we were doing the episode there was it Okay, so I've gone for I've gone for Keane Lynch and Jamie Barron. Giggle his corner here, both, William. So you'll be quiet. Both lads have played midfield. Half forward line. There's three lads in here. Who could be the three nominations for hurler of the year? I've gone for Gerard Hegarty, T.J. Reid at centre, and Stephen Bennett in the other wing. Yeah, yeah I can't really uh, And then the full forward line. Full forward line is interesting. I've picked Galan at full forward, even though he was average mm. against Galway. I just think he was very good against Watford, and he was. Amazing against Clare. Tony Kelly picks himself in the other, in one corner. He started all the games. Corner he roams out, and I had a toss up between Connor Whelan or Concannon, and I went for Connor Whelan oh, just yeah, because he's yeah. he's he brings it every single game and does it. He's got two or three points every game, and I think they were that was my team. Now the the two I have down here that are very unlucky are Dermot Burns. Willow Dunahoo. Carl Mannion. Carl Mannion is very unlucky yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, Carl yeah. Mannion, yeah, it's very hard to slot him in the half forward line now the way the boys have been playing to treat yeah. him. Where have you gone now, Shawnee? Who, who are you different, Shawnee? But do I had, don't I go to your 15, Carl. Will you relax? I, the only fellow I had differently was Owen Murphy in goals. Um, I had Willow Dunahoo in midfield. And obviously that changed there with Tony Kelly. So I put Tony Kelly back into full forward. Everything else is the same. But you don't have Jamie Barron in there. No, Jesus I don't. And I, I knew, <laughs> I knew you. I knew you'd be harsh. But like, looking like for like in midfield, I just think like, I think Will Adonis has just been a bit of an enforcer with, with Limerick. Yeah, I would pick Will Adonis too. Yeah. He has. But I know. Look, Jimmy Barron has been yeah. standing all year, but Keane Lynch is a, like as you said, he's a maestro as well. You, you could easily throw Keane you could Lynch into the forwards because he's played well. Forward, I was going to say that you could, you could, I could, I drop Keane Lynch because he's not been playing there. He's been playing yeah. centre forward the last few games and put in Jamie Barron. Jamie Barron could be. Like, I think he's in line for hurler of the year as well. He's got a man of the match award and nearly second or third in. Uh, yeah. I think if Stephen Bennett has a good hurling final, he'll yeah, get yeah he'll he will. Get well, yeah. whoever will play better between Hegarty and Hegarty Bennett, and Bennett, yeah. Bennett is and then yeah. who depends on who wins the game as well. Yeah. one of them two, I think, will get it. It would take an amazing performance from Tyke de Burke, who's probably in third. You know what? I reckon if 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 Limerick win the All Ireland, but if Bennett has rocks up the the scorecard he's been throwing up for the last couple of weeks. He'd probably get it. Do you, know what's, do you know what's interesting about this debate as well is, and I take frees sometimes as well, right? But when you're a free taker, you generally do get that elevated sense of because your score has ten points or twelve points afterwards. And what's funny is if Park Mahoney was playing for Waterford, we like while Stephen Bennett is playing so well, would we be talking about him in that light? Galan it's interesting because when I have chats with um, Liam now after games, like I'd be saying, "Jeez, every game he goes, fuck sake, more than ever for free." <laughs> <laughs> Fact, <laughs> but 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 it is true. And you talk about Austin Gleeson then, right? And uh, he still scored three points, three points, and two points from playing. I know I wouldn't say he was playing at the level and he should be playing at, but that's probably all Stephen Bennett got from play as well, you know. And he was the lad hitting the freeze, so it's ten points or twelve points or fifteen points after his name. And that just makes it look spectacular. And like Tony Kelly, the same. He probably got. I think though, like Bennett, like from 
first whistle to the last whistle is Sorry, a much no. more bigger yeah. contribution. Like yeah. I agree, I agree, yeah. but it, it, it is just an interesting kind of an insight yeah, that yeah. you tend to look at free takers and if you look at forwards who've won player of the year, like there's a big score there as well. Yeah. If TJ wasn't hitting the freeze and he wasn't who he was, would he have been taken off against Galway? Same with Colin and Walter, you know, possibly. Now I know he went in and got one one, and he is who he is, right? So that, that's that's a different story. You're, 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 you're just you're just you're just <laughs> you're confirming your own argument. Yeah. But um, hard to argue with that team. Yeah. What we do is we put that up on the uh, on the Gadeja Instagram. But get in touch with us on Gadeja Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Because yeah. Keenan on our thoughts, and obviously, they're preliminary. Um, on our team in advance of our final. Our final will throw up a curveball. I reckon we'll have a performance on either side. Could pitch someone in or out there. I think. I think three boys who from the Warford side who could get in. I think Shane McNulty's been having a great year at cornerback. He is a lad. I you know I didn't see him playing. Don't like think he'll get in. He may, he may not get in. I'm just saying he's he's having a great year. Austin Gleeson, if he has an amazing final as well, has a great chance. And Daisy Hutchinson. He's had one amazing game, he's had two pretty good games and one kind of quieter game on Sean Finn. If he gets 2-2 in an Ireland final, God knows what could happen. Like he, He'd have a chance ahead of Conor Whelan maybe, or Galan if he doesn't play. So, on the Limerick side, I think Morrissey, who got man of the match in the semi-final, he has been quiet, but he's been very good, and Dermot Burns, Willow don't know who. Anyway, so we keep talking about it for, yeah. for No, for good, good, good cut at that, Giggles. Good on you. You just had a, a newborn baby there on, on, on Tuesday. You managed to come up with a good all-star team between now and Friday. And, and the other thing is, can any people want like, to hear this all-star aside, but record books, Joe Canning is actually only 16 points off Henry in the all-time scoring list, which no doubt, if he plays next year, he'll break that with the freeze in the sidelines yeah. anyway. Um, That's fine. Henry has ten Ireland's and Joe has one, so I think yeah. we'll, I'd, ra- I'd rather I'd rather the Ireland final total than the, the score man. To be honest, I, I would too. I would too. Sure, just take take one more thing away. Yeah, from that's you. fine. You can have that one. You can have that one. All right, we're stripping you back bit by bit. Yeah, bit by bit. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. All right, coming up next, we're going to do our preview of of Limerick and Waterford. Stand there for a minute, staring straight into the ground. Things were just going through my head, you know, and because I can only, I don't want to leave the people of Warford down, you know, because they're my life, you know. People of Warford are my life, you know, and I, I, I love, I love, I love my county, you know. We love So John Milan had said he'd ride down. Keys of Warford if they won on the horses. That's still standing. I know that was the first that was like... That was in 2017. Yeah. Do, you reckon, do you reckon he'd do it if they win it? I think his kids are a bit older at this stage. <laughs> I think he's actually tweeting and he goes, no nah, boys, that was 2017. That's, that, that doesn't that's apply off, this That's year. off the cards. Or he said something like, I'm, lo- I'm in lockdown, I can't get up, I can't find a horse or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> so was, but yeah did Limerick versus Warford, not to, uh, a big rivalry, but these, these players know each other very well. And I remember... The first time I've ever seen Aston Gleeson play was actually in a minor Munster final in 2013 against Limerick, who had Keane Lynch in the ranks, who had Morrissey's in the ranks. Watford had Stephen Bennett, Paddy Curran, um, Aston Gleeson at centre-back. And Watford were eight points up in the Munster final in 2013 in the Gaelic rounds. And the senior final after the game was Limerick versus Cork. Limerick's first Munster final win in a long time since today. Patrick Horgan got sent off for the tip of the hurley. And Warford eight points up, and they were they they looked unbelievable, and they lost. Or sorry, they drew that game. I remember Austin Gleeson saw it into the field, about to tap it over, lost the ball. Limerick went down and got a goal, and the Limerick crowd jumped on it, and they got another goal, and then they got two points, and they finished up a draw in in like two two in the space of three minutes to draw the game. Uh, but 
Galway or Limerick got knocked out by Galway in that semi-final. Waterford beat Kilkenny, and Waterford beat Galway in 2013 minor final. And fast forward three years to 2016, that Limerick team would have been really fancied, and Tipperary knocked them out. Waterford then hammered Tipperary, hammered everyone that year in an under one final. And I was thinking to myself back in 2017, this is nice progress here. 13, 16, 17 then for the senior. Probably came a bit too soon for him. But maybe 2020 is the, is a nice little bracket there that it fits in nicely. And interestingly enough, just to put a little... Um, this is my really optimistic view now. 2013, Mayo won the minor. 2016, Mayo won the 21. And now Mayo are looking like they could come in for the 2020 Harden as well. And lads, if Mayo and Waterford win this, 2020 will be the best year of all. <laughs> <laughs> just forget about it after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I give Waterford absolutely every chance in the Southern final. Like... In the Munster final, they put it up to Limerick. We did the podcast after and we said, look, they look to have maybe three players, quality players short of beating Limerick on the day. They didn't lack anything in terms of effort, you know, physicality, the way they were set up. They were just lacking a bit of quality. I think that quality has come on. Like, yeah, just like, has, yeah. I know it sounds, you know, the wing back is Lions. Yeah. Lions, Fagan. They have just kind of, against Kilkenny, brought their game to like the next level up. They've yeah. leveled up that 1% or 2% that they kind of needed to do. So does that bring that, those 1 or 2 players, 3 players, bring them up to a right 50-50 battle? Because you look across the field and you look at the way that the teams are going to both set up. Warford know what, what Limerick have to offer, right? They know how to counter them. They were right up there for that whole game and then Limerick kind of just barely peeled away at the end. They've come off the back of, of like, Knocking Kenny out, who were Leinster champions in the All Ireland year before, and did it without even taking a backward step in that second half. Probably yeah. the best 35 minutes of hurling we've seen all year. They've got two weeks. I don't think they've really any injuries, Giggles, is that fair to say? They've no injuries, yeah. They've and, they, and they've got Shane Fyes coming back in. Shane Fyes coming back in. So I think it's beautifully poised, and you just would hope that they don't come out and do something like they did for the first half against Kilkenny where they're nervous. I don't think they will, but no. they can't afford to do that against Limerick to have any period of of that length where they're not in the game. Because I think if Limerick get that kind of opportunity, I don't think they'll have a way back. It, yeah, it's it's funny. I think the crowd not being there, and I think James Horn, the Mayo manager, references during the week, is probably a big thing for the likes of a, a Mayo or a Waterford because it just brings a sense of madness to the whole thing obviously if you're Kilkenny you're used to going up there every single year if you're a Tipperary or Cork you're used to being up there pretty regularly not so much Cork uh, in the past maybe <laughs> but Waterford would have gone up there in 28 and Jesus we won't talk about that and then too. 2017 maybe they kind of Kevin Moore and put that ball over the bar for two minutes to go, go two points up they might have got on but you know there was a whole build up thing whereas now there's no build up because the lads can't even go outside to meet No one coming training, no yeah. kids down signing jerseys, none of that. It's all No distractions. So yeah. I think I think that might go in Warford's favour. I just I just think if I look at it holistically for a second, right, and I look at every line of, of the three teams, I would just say to myself, and I probably um contradict myself now from earlier, but the Warford full back line is looking a bit dodgy. Uh like Prunty you know, he's Richie Hogan holding him away there, he needs to catch that ball that TJ came in for for the goal. Uh, McNulty's having a great year Ian Kenny's very inexperienced and I'd be hoping Shane Fyes gets back for that because Watford will have to hold Limerick to no goals I think or one goal to beat them and if they start leaking goals it will erode confidence but then again if I look then at Liam Cahill's mantra and how he's beaten those Cork teams in minor and under 20 and under 21 who were hotly favoured to beat him he's gone after the game goals very early on and I remember watching the under 21 or under 20 All-Ireland final 
the day after my wedding last year, I just next thing it's four one to no score or something. Tipperary, you're like Jesus, and you could see that. And I think everyone's saying it that all you can hear the ball for subs when someone gets the ball is they roar and go, go as go, if they're yeah. playing seven aside. Yeah, and you can just see them cutting through, and they're just interested in goals, and it's it's rootlessness. Whereas Limerick haven't scored a goal in three of their four games. I'd say they played three games. Sorry, two of their three games didn't score a goal against Clare. Didn't score a goal against Galway. Got two against Tip. Um, so it, it's I don't know. It's it, Waterford have all the momentum. I'm very reluctant to kind of say that. Oh, geez, yeah, we're 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 going to give him a game because you, you would ex- you expect him to give him a game. Eagles. Oh I'm no, sorry, no, like no. I do. Jeez, I I totally expect him to give him a game. You just be worried. And then do you have the thing where Limerick? So if you if you contrast it with 2018, right? Galway were the team that's were the favourites for that Ireland and they struggled through all their games. They Kilkenny brought them to a replay, Clare brought them to a replay. And then Limerick were this team that came from nowhere, right? They were nowhere in twenty seventeen, came beat tip in the first round of the Munster, got through and won the All Ireland after being six points down against Cork in the semi final. Waterford have a similar trajectory this year that like geez no one gave them a chance of doing anything at the start of the year. They gave a good account of themselves in Munster came back from the dead in the semi-final and have the momentum now. So I'm hoping that's what it's like. But then you can kind of contrast this year and the Limerick team to the Clare team in the 90s as well. You know, they're looking to put that, you know, two All-Irelands together in three-year period and they've got a great team. They have a great team. Like you struggle A great 20. They have a great 20. But, yeah. but, but with the 15 that they put out in the field, like pick pick the person there that Watford are going to target, you know, to go to town and you can't. Like... Barry Nash, maybe, right? At that, I don't the think there's a weakness. But I don't think there's a weakness. I don't think there's a weakness. So, so it'll come down to Waterford's big players winning the matchup battles on Limerick's big players. That's what it'll come yeah, down to. Yeah, I, I think it's like you've touched on a lot of the things there as well. Like the, the first point is is that um, the hype, you know, because I think Waterford, like the Waterford teams of the 2000s, the John Milans, Owen Kelly's pumping the chest and kissing the crest and then and all them, you know. That's gone now. Like, there's none of that this year. And I think that'll suit this Waterford team. It suited them all the way along. They're all business. Liam Cal, that's the way he's setting these teams up. As you said, Liam Cal has learned from under, two under 21 on Ireland and one under 21 on Ireland last year, where he lost to Cork in the Munster final. And then he learned from that and, yeah, and beat him in the final. Yeah, so yeah. Liam Cal has a, has a track like record on learning from defeats. So And you always see it as well. It's very hard to beat a team twice in the same year. So there's that yeah. factor. Like Limerick are spluttering along and, you know, people might think like, oh, they're just waiting for the final performance, you know, to click in and it, they'll just, you know, get this all Ireland. But I think the other thing is, well, I think they wanted... Kilkenny this year in this in an All Ireland Championship oh, they this year. Did, yeah, they did, they, they, they did. don't have that now, and I think Waterford beating them has kind of I don't know I feel in my head anyway that it's kind of diluted that a little bit for Limerick and and I get with their spluttering start all the way or their spluttering wins all the way and not like we know how great uh, Limerick are across the lines you know we know how great Peter Casey is coming on um, all the players they can bring on you know. And we we had they look like a superpower, but so did it last year, and and Kilkenny came along and and spoiled the party. Well, for they them. lost they lost three games in championship last year. Yeah, Limerick so like I don't I think we've all and we 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 did it at the start of this year as well. We built them up as being it's Limerick's all earned, Limerick's all earned, you know. But the more the closer we got to it, now I think like this is Waterford's chance now. Forget about youth, forget about anything like this. You know, there's going to be no hype around it. It's all business, you know. But they have the players, they have the personnel to beat and to match Limerick. Um, it is around, it is around that, that uh, middle eight there. That's where it's going to be won. But they have, they have the guys, 
you know, as I said, to have the cattle to um, to take it out over there. If you think about back to that, that Waterford's last on final appearance against Zach Galway, you felt that everything had to go right that day for Waterford to win that time against you know, Galway against Galway that time like you know everything needs to go for mm. them you talk about if Kevin Moran got that point all these things yeah. kind of had to click in and the way they played with the, the two men for forward line all that it wasn't particularly appealing sweepers blah blah whatever but this Warford team looking at them they just have a real sense of purpose and there's complete confidence in all their ability it's not as if they're going do you know what we don't have the best so we have to sit up a certain way now yeah. to kind of yeah. you know get over team they don't have a, that's not in the mentality there that's true. Yeah. You know, so for me looking on to, at this Warford team compared to that Warford team, just from a mentality point of view, there's a steal about them. Yeah. There's no doubt in their mind. Obviously, the first half performance against Kenny, there was, there was a bit of nerves, whatever. But then we saw the second half performance. That's what the Warford played against Limerick as well. well if, you, if, you you contra- I mean? if you contrast 2020 and 2016, right, the Iron semi finals against Kenny, Kenny got the goal in, 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 in added time to get the draw because. Tyg de Burka sat even further back and they went into a total defensive shell. Yeah. Contrast that with 2020. Tyg de Burka bursts out, catches the ball over some lad, solos up the field and drives it over the bar. Like That was a better catch than the Ken McGrath point in 20, yeah, 20 Like That was inspirational stuff. Yeah, and that's what, that's what I'm talking about. There's a mentality shift yeah, there to yeah. go forward yeah. and to back themselves. And you talk about just go, 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 just go for goals. They're not, the Warford, they're not shooting from 65 yards. They can do that. They've got Ozzy yeah. Gleason, but they're, 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 they're cutthroat. And I, they they I, don't have the big name there either. Like there's no I don't think that massive, matters though. No, but I, I think it does. I think they don't have that big name across the field. They're all, they're all contributing in every line along the way. So I think, you the think biggest it's, it's an issue, you're saying? No, I'm saying it's a good thing yeah, for them. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that they don't yeah. have, you know... Down through the years, they had the bigger names, you know. They had, you know, they had Owen Kelly and they had Dan Shannon and things like that. They don't have those personalities there anymore. There seems to be a, just a real workman-like, you know, attitude there. They seem to be much more binded together. There's a big group there. You know, Liam Cal has got the steel about him, as Liam said. You know, they just there's a loads to like about this Waterford team that I didn't like about any Waterford team before last year you would have been looking for Austin Gleeson for a big performance for Waterford to win we talked about this and, and like Jackie Turbo was getting a bit of stick about his article but that's not what Jackie was saying in no. the article Jackie was saying you how know, much pressure he's how under how much pressure he's yeah. under oh, I don't think Austin's under that pressure now like you know if Austin chips in with two or three points that's what kind of he's, he's been doing all still along a, still, you still need him to have a big 70 minutes you need, no, you need him to have a, 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 to contribute and get three or four points in play but if he doesn't if he does any more than that, great. But if he does, if he does the same again, that's what he's been doing, and they've been playing well and winning. It's more the Steve. It's your Stephen Bennett probably is your is your marquee forward right now. Yeah. If if Stephen Bennett is snuffed out, you would be worried a little bit just because of his engine and his scoring ability in the last few games. Yeah. Um, Harry, Hart I, I, Harry Hart to snuff a fellow out like I, and moves I, I, like that. You know, that. This is it, and this is the Limerick problem as well. And I think you know the water for fullback line didn't get to grips with the Limerick for forward line at all, but that's because of the movement, and like. You're going to say to him, who's going to mark Stephen Bennett? And the answer is, who the fuck knows? Because he's going to be wing forward, yeah. he's going to be centre forward, he's going to be corner forward, he'll be out midfield. I don't and think Limerick will put a man on They're either. not going to go no. man to man. No, they won't. But, but no. what, what I'm saying is, that makes it so hard to snuff a man out. Because yeah. Yeah. let's say Stephen Bennett was a 13. Owen Kelly, yeah. John Milan, 13. That's where he was playing. And Sean that's Finn's all day. Sean Finn was in them. And yeah. he, he, he deserved tussle like Brian Murphy would have done for Cork. Yeah. Or like any Ollie Canning would have done for Galway. But now he's just got the freedom of the play. And they know what they're about. And I think someone referenced it during the week it was like one of the Clare players maybe it was the Tony Kelly that was like when a Waterford player came on even the subs knew exactly what their job was and you talk about business like Daryl Lyons scored a goal in an Ireland semi-final to beat Kilkenny pretty much mm. and his first reaction was to sprint out to midfield yeah. faster than he sprinted yeah. back in and I was like Jesus that is so, like 
I loved the team at Naughty. They were the like everyone's heroes growing up. But that would have drawn about forty-five fist pumps, four kids to the crest, <laughs> exactly, and up, yeah. on the, up in the banks. You know, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, and you know, and yeah. that's the difference between Ireland now, maybe, and back then. That, that I know crowd as well. Yeah. There was no fast puckouts back then. There was no, you know, yeah. a goal like that. A goalkeeper would nearly say, "Oh, geez, we've to set this down now because if Waterford get on top of us in the crowd, we'd yeah. be in trouble." But it, 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 it's yeah, it's it's. No, I'm not talking Waterford up to the extent that and we're talking about Limerick spluttering and all that. I think it's similar to what I've said what, going into my Ireland semi-final previews I thought there was not between the four teams right there's four point difference in both games that is a substantial difference at the end but watching the balance of both games they were finally poised right till the end yep. right and we saw both teams kick on in the last couple of minutes got the couple of points and sealed, sealed both games right I think this final is going to be the same I mm. really do yeah. it's, it's, it's perfectly poised looking across the lines they do have slightly contrasting styles but there's huge work rate on both sides there's huge physicality now on both sides and there is a great blend of youth and then some older players pepper through not not huge amount on the Limerick side but you, you've got Kevin Moore and he's probably he's yeah. the elder statesman there for Waterford is, yeah. you know so uh, I, I think it's a very very hard one to call I, I really really do I don't think Limerick like the diff dog I like the death dog, yeah, I do. And I, I think it's a point or two either side. I'm gonna go for once. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for Waterford on this one. I, I really you have a terrible record team. Jesus I have a terrible record. Sorry, of course, yeah. <laughs> but I, I and it's not. I tipped Waterford in the 2016 one. Was it 2016? 2017. 2017. And it was the wrong. It was the wrong tip that yeah. time. It really was. Like obviously hindsight tells me that Galway won. But this is a different Waterford team. It reminds me of the steel that that Galway had that year to won it. And Limerick, and Limerick won. Like I know it's yeah. easy to say they won, but they, they all had a, a certain kind of mentality about them from one to twenty. Like that workman, like back out, goal mm. scored. I think they're in a different mind frame, and I think they're the part Liam Cal has brought to them. What happened that second half against Kilkenny is something that means that no matter what happens in that first half against Limerick, they're not they're not going to be gone. They're not going to panic. They're not going to panic. Yeah. No, and I think yeah, that's I, my I, prediction. Yeah, Johnny. I I go along with that as well. Like I think. When you look at down on paper and you look at um, you look at the Limerick team, you say all day like they they have a team, they have a panel to win this all Ireland, and 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 they do. But I just I don't I like I don't go along with the with the, with the script that you know you know it's been a tough year, COVID, you know they've been spluttering around, and but they they've been do, they've been getting the results. You know Limerick people say, look, we've been winning, you know, so what's the problem? Like we've been, we've been beating the best in the in the country at the moment. We're in the all Ireland final. And, you know, the best is yet to come. It's an all-iron final. They'll get up for it a little bit more. But I don't think they will. I think, I think like, form is everything. Um, and I think Lim- or Waterford's form is just much better. I think that that win against Kilkenny and the manner of their win is, is just going to give so much confidence to that Waterford team. Um, so much belief, even even to the five lads who came on as well. Like, you know, like Daryl Lyons has just said, like, sure. Montgomery. Montgomery. But the thing I want to quickly on that though, imp- I say that, is they have to come out and t- tear into Limerick. Yeah. So you have the confidence that we've done it. We, we, which you can't, you can't, they can't wait for it. No. They have and to I go out and hop into them from the first ball. And like I think absolute. they will. And I think they will. They'll come out of the traps absolutely gnawing to go. Like and and Liam, like I just I've, I've said it a couple of times about Liam Cal. I just love the way he's he's got that uh, wad for team ready. You know, in every game this year, like you know, they've just have that steel about them every single game. He's no nonsense. I think your man Willie Bevins is probably the the brains behind there in terms of the, the the coaching and the training. I think 
the Liam Kyle to me is like a, a, a mini Liam Sheedy the way oh, he's on the line you know oh, no. <laughs> he's brilliant yeah. he's a bit more palpable but, than yeah, Liam yeah, Sheedy I know. he doesn't like, walk the same way up and down I just think like he's got he's, 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 he's you know he's instilled that steel in that team and I, I actually genuinely do think that Warford will win this all Ireland there you go by what? I'll giggle I don't mind it's a point I'll do but I, I reckon I reckon it will be only a two points I think two points point yeah. if it's a point for Warfare lads I'll have no heart anyway. yeah. Darren and Sean will be wide awake <laughs> if I'm watching it here I think yeah I think it'll be interesting I think Warford might I was just looking at matchups there right and I think Warford actually might put Jack Fagan over on Kyle Hayes because I think any of the rest of the Limerick backs if Austin Gleeson or Stephen Bennett are on any of the rest of them I think Austin Gleeson and Stephen Bennett can go to town. I think they can they can really be whereas Kyle Hayes lads is a different beast and a- Ariel Jack Fagan has got yeah. his confidence now, right? He's a he's mead hurler. He's, he's a guy that came from Mead who went who moved specifically to Waterford to prove himself, picked De La Salle. Oh he played with because yeah. he he was friends with um Derek McGrath, was it? Derek McGrath convinced him. Apparently, he was bound on the on the way to Mount Sinai, and Derek yeah. McGrath convinced him over to. Is normally Mount Sinai pull on all those lads under, or is it yeah, Mount Sinai? Going to get it yeah. off now as well. Um, but if he can just nullify Hayes and Gleeson and Stephen Bennett can get going, and what they lose, Waterford do tend to only play five up front, and what happens is the other Bennett, um, Kieran, Kieran Bennett comes back and plays centre back, and Tyg drops a little bit. Um, that's that's key though that you'll you'll be allowed Tyg the Burke to sit back yeah. in front of that full forward line. But who who do you think will go on Hagerty? Hagerty, well, Hagerty had his worst game so far against Waterford because Callum Lyons was marking him and Callum Lyons just bombed up the field yeah. and Hagerty has He'll to go running after away. him. It's, yeah. it's kind of like what they do in the football, you see, you know, there's a, a marksman, let's say Shane Welch for Galway and Mayo will put Paddy Durkin on him because Paddy Durkin just goes forward for the whole bloody game and the forward ends up chasing the back of the other way yeah. around. I think that's what Callum Lyons will do and I think Kevin Moran then is better suited to Mark Morrissey who's not as explosive. Yeah, and he's not as mobile. Not as mobile, not as yeah. mobile. He's yeah. strong and he's accurate yeah. but he's yeah. not as mobile. And then you've got De Burke on... It'll be, I, I, I like, is it going to be Keane Lynch versus Barron? You'd love to see that, right? Who's going to come out on top there? Who'll be an amazing battle? Or is it going to be Keane Lynch in and Tyke De Burke? Another Which amazing yeah, freaking yeah. battle, and then I but the thing is, like, if if I have a fear there, if Kieran, like Kieran Bennett going after Keane Lynch would be a bit of a mismatch, like, wouldn't it? And and if you, but you have to leave Ty Barker free, like, yeah, well, yeah, it's free and semi-free. They yeah. all know their job, and I don't think anyone else who's not in the war panel knows what the job is, but they all know mm. what it is, which, yeah. is, which is important. Um, it's what we call the Eagles. I think Montgomery's going to start instead of Jake Dillon. Has to start. Uh, in I the think teams. you have to. Yeah. I, I'm calling a Waterford win by four points. Oh, they're going to have to get four points again. They're going to have to get the four. It's like it's like if it's three points, they'll be too much nervous. They'll have to get the four point to win. Goals. Uh, I think they, they will get goals. Have to and this, this is the key. I think. I think Limerick. I think Limerick's best full forward line player all year has been Peter Case. I couldn't believe he was dropped the last day, and he proved it when he came in. I think Galan is they'll, they'll carrying injuries. I think Seamus Flanagan is decent, but he's not the man he was two years ago. And I think Graham Mulcahy has no form. So if they don't start Peter Casey, I'd be absolutely delighted. Because um, he's the only man in that's making him take in the full forward line. They're bringing in Adrian Breen in the full forward line, which means Pat, who I think is a great club hurler from the Peer but I don't think he's inter-county standard. Which means Pat Ryan is well down the pecking order. He's obviously not playing that well in training. And... Who's the other? Barry Murphy was the other guy. He's not even under twenty six anymore. So, I think actually, while Waterford's full forward line is probably their weakest, or full back line, excuse me, the full forward line for Limerick, which is firing. key, it's not firing, no. and they're not getting goals. And the Waterford half back line is proven that they're able for the Limerick half forward line. 
So on that basis, I'm going to go for a water victory, but with Stephen Bennett and, and Gleeson and Hutchie to pull out three of the, of the all-time performances. Yeah, I think I did. I think that I think Gleeson has to pull in a big performance. I know you, Liam, said you, like he just has to, you know, chip in two or three points and do. But I think for Water win, he has to have a big game. Like, yeah, and, and I, th- I, think, I think he's be building up perfectly. Like yeah. 2017 was a disaster year. He was hurler the year, and he did the amazing flick with the ball over the bar, and he was kind of. He'd do three amazing things in the game, and then you wouldn't see him. Yeah. But Cahill has got him working to a position now that he's in the game the whole time, or else he's whipped off. Yeah. And he's thrown that three times, and he shouldn't have been taken off against Clare. Like, God, like it was nearly a message from mm. Cahill to say, "Fuck you now, Austin. You, you stood up for one tackle that you should have ran for. Off you go." That just proves, it. and you could see then at the end of the game, he was gone. Like he, it was every single ounce of energy of his body was gone. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're three of us are calling for Waterford. We hope we're the three wise men here now. Come, come Monday, Monday week. But um, for the year, for the year that's in it, and we've seen we've had a Limerick win, we've had a Gallo win in the last few years, and to have a Waterford win in twenty twenty, and it, it would be a, an absolutely well deserved win, given that the quality players that they have. If Limerick were to turn around to win it, it, it's you know it's another it's, it's a well good, deserved it's a well deserved good team that we've tipped as a team to win the Ireland, yeah. and if Waterford to win it as an outsider from nowhere, but they've they've growing and growing and growing into this championship I can guarantee we're going to have a great game it's it's sad that there's no fans and all that kind of stuff but as a spectator watching on the telly I haven't really missed the fans if you get me that sounds like a weird thing to say because the, the games have had such great intensity as we've gone from kind of Leinster Munster finals onwards that I'm not worried about that part anymore it's just kind of like normal now obviously you can't wait to get back to what it, what it was but I can't wait for Sunday it's going to be Half two in the morning Australian time. Giggles has a newborn baby. We've had a kind of tradition here the last few years. We always match, watch the matches together live. So, Seth and Shawnee, I think you're going to come over to Giggles' house if he lets yeah. us in. Or else we go over to Shawnee's. One or the other. Or go to Shawnee's. Yeah, we go. We'll go got a new coffee machine. We might be I got the coffee. You might be, <laughs> Shawnee might be doing up the lattes as we're watching it. But yeah, we will. And the other thing is, like, Waterford Old Limerick one from 2007, the smash and grab with the five yeah. goals. The oh, oh I mean to mention yeah. that, yes, right. We, yeah. we, 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 like, after beating them in the Munster final by eight or nine, to reverse that now would be nice. The um, only thing, guys, is none of those players now. There's nobody there. Kevin Moran was there was in 2007, he? yeah, he right. was, yeah. yeah. Anyone from Limerick? No, they definitely, yeah, definitely not from Limerick. Oh, yeah. They're all only 21. <laughs> 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 but yeah, look, can't wait. We were going to touch on some other things, but we're tight on time here, so we, we, we might wrap up. But um, yeah, look. Can't wait for it. It's of, of like you know uh, we've been kind of lucky with the Ireland finals the last few years, as in terms of the build up to them. Last year's final was a complete flop in the end, but I think we're in for a cracking game. It's in Crow Park. It's a weird year, but two weeks before Christmas, and we're getting our hurling final in a year that we thought we'd get no hurling, and it's been an absolutely brilliant year hurling. So huge, huge. Can't wait. Drive on. We'll we'll have some you know footage on the night of giggles watching it. We'll do maybe a bit of a half time. Live on Instagram, maybe as well. Ha- yeah, well, we don't know. Frogal Depends Hogan's where we are. Confirmed the referee, by the way, boys. Good. Thank guys, not James Owens. I like yeah. James Owens. I have a good time with James Owens, a good <laughs> friend of mine. Um, so, thanks for tuning in. Big thanks to O'Neill's, obviously. Um, at O'Neill's International Sportswear. Uh, Akin AGA, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Thanks, Giggles. Thanks, Sean. Congrats again to Giggles and Dara and Jill and Baby Sean. Thanks, guys.